Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the hosts joining me this evening are Troy Sandler, Catherine Lindquist, and Thomas Botaw. Hello, How hello. is everyone? Hey, doing good. Doing pretty decent. So we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, probably in the listeners' uh, timeline, that we had too much, uh, too many bullet points on uh, on uh, D and D celebration, and uh, too many we, bullet points, not enough box text. Right. So we were going to have to uh, make it longer. Um, so we're going to come back and we're going to do this again, and uh, this time we're going to do a little bit more free form. And freeform meaning that we kind of covered the top down, like bird's eye view of the con last time. I think we did a really good job. John did a great job uh, hosting that episode and walking us through like that kind of generalized approach. Tonight, I think what we're going to do is kind of almost take it in an after dinner drinks uh, slant where we just kind of talk about. different moments or experiences that we each had there because this is a great archive and some of these stories are really great um and i think that we'll have fun telling them and it'll be fun for some of the listeners maybe even one of our listeners will be a part of one of these stories you never know yeah, that's, a, that's a possibility in, in fact i'm certain mm-hmm. that uh there will be at least one so uh that'll be that'll be part of the fun of this discussion is is discussing all the people that we got to interact with. Um, before we do that, though, um, there is enough projects going on right now that uh, we felt like it was going to uh, be a detriment if we didn't talk about something beforehand. Um, and so even though we're recording this episode immediately after recording two more episodes, uh, there's still plenty more to discuss. Um, Troy's got a couple things. I've got something. And Tom... Tom has been very excited about a product that he got into his shop um, today or yesterday. And so I think he's going to chat about that as well. I am. This is our – so we're going to dive into our Community Pulse dessert round first and foremost where we talk about new items from around the community. Tom, why don't you take us away, talk to us about the new product Ooh. that you got in at the shop. Ooh, I get to start. You do get to start. Firsties. I <laughs> – run a gaming store. As I've said, I I know I'm not here all the time, but I run a gaming store here in Northeast Ohio. And one of the good and bad parts of my job is that I have to open up all the boxes for the distributors, which means normally like two things go on the shelf and one thing gets put behind the counter for Tom and two things go on the shelf and one thing gets put (laughs) on the counter for Tom. And while my company loves it because a third of my paycheck goes back to my work, um, They don't, uh, I don't like it, and Mrs. Votaw doesn't like it very much either. <laughs> I pulled the trigger on a book more expensive than I've ever paid for a D&D book today. Ooh. It is $130. Oh my gosh. It's a collector's edition, and I'm going to tell okay. you why I bought it. Because I probably won't run it anytime soon. It is... It is near and dear to my heart. It's the Drow without Drizzt, Drizzt or Benzo Berenzon. It's a game. Um, um, it's from AAW Games. Mm-hmm. And they have made a 544 page 1 through 20 adventure called Rise of the Drow. And it's a collector's edition, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It was a Kickstarter, and it's the old, it's a like um, a reprint of the, or it's a remake for fifth edition in Pathfinder for um, the Rise of the Drow, I think from second or third edition. It is, as I said, it's almost, it's going on 600 pages. I think there's 300 monsters in the bestiary. Jeez. Um, They have, one of the things that's really cool about it is as you go through the adventure, and I bought it today, so I can't, I can't speak too much on, on uh, exactly about the adventure. 
But as you go through the adventure, you hit a stat block. It tells you what page it is for that monster. That's helpful. So if it tells you that you need to find um, what they call a fungiant or a, or a fungi giant, which is a big mushroom giant, um, it says uh, fun giant page 278. So you can turn to 278 and there it is. The other thing that it's really cool about is it has two silk page, like bookmark um, ribbons. Ooh. So you can keep Useful. one where your monsters are and one where you're, where you are in the campaign. Um, it's just, it's an absolutely gorgeous book. It has over a hundred maps. And it has um, basically art on every single page drawn by different members of the D&D community. I think they had like 55 artist credits mm -hmm. on the book. Oh, cool. So I will be running it at some point. <laughs> it probably won't be soon. But for me, it was a... For me, it was a... Um, a hundred dollar art piece that I'll end up running at some point. Cool. There is a, um, if people are interested in at least checking it out, there are two, uh, two or three companion supplements that go along with it. Um, a couple of which we've talked about on the show already. Um, you can get a, um, a campaign primer for a buck PDF wise by going to the AAW, um, adventure com website. Um, and then we talked about Occult Secrets of the Underworld, which is a, uh, a, a book full of players options that I picked up, uh, that was kind of a stretch goal for this project that never, uh, got hit during their Kickstarter. And, uh, so I bought the book, just seeing what it was like, and we reviewed it here on the podcast. And then there's another book called Underworld Races and Classes, which is another Kickstarter tied to this book as well. And it's a whole bunch of player options, even more player options for it. So, um, and, and I think I'm going to end up doing a review on it this week. Cool. Because I think that, uh, I think that $130 is a, is a big ask for a D and D book. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, I know that it's too expensive. I know I spent too much money on it, mm -hmm. but the drow have a unique connection for me with starting with Drist books and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see, I'm excited to see it from a different angle. Yeah. So I'm going to do a review on it. I'm going to read through it this week and try to get a review up probably the next, I don't know, 15 days. And I'll post, I'll uh, post about that. And I'm sure I can send it over to Bite Size Gaming to yeah. link that over. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, that's an interesting thing. Oh, before, before we get off the uh, rises throughout the, the most important thing that you can get. Um, from AEW, Four Rises of the Drow is a a Drow plushie of the uh, the woman, the Drow female on the on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Yeah, there is a plushie. Drow I thought plushie. you were going to say the soundtrack that they are selling with it. Um, well, that's pretty cool too, but Ooh, it's a plushie. Now that's interesting. The <laughs> yeah. soundtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, there's that. Jeez, um, I can't even imagine. Um, so, we've got three more products, and then we're going to get into our discussion. Um, Troy, talk to us. Yep. Let's just let's keep with the weird. Um, let's talk about Hasbro. I was going to save that for last. Okay. We'll talk about uh, 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 Wagadu <laughs> yeah. Chronicles. Yeah. And I, and I hope we're pronouncing that right. Uh, Wagadu Chronicles is an Afro-fantasy MMO and has a compatible... Uh, D and D five e uh, tabletop setting, and this is a is a MMO game that is completely based on role play. Catherine, Ooh yeah, it's it's <laughs> you're an MMO game where everybody is role playing. Um, they've got like a a pre some pre alpha footage on their Kickstarter page, um. It is definitely you know early in development, but yeah, you're you're just walking around. You're de you're developing your character. Uh, they have a community on on Discord that you can uh, 
can can talk to people about this setting and it it just looks so interesting i mean the the even the the artwork in the game itself it just has that that feel like yeah i want to i want to go check this out almost like a like a like a like you're walking around a wakanda type thing it just looks fantastic well, that's freaking awesome yeah i mean i don't know a whole lot about it i just came across it but the artwork is fantastic and you can get a excuse me a uh, a 5e uh, lore book for free mm-hmm. and PDF. it is yeah, yeah pdf it's 201 pages nice jeez for free wow it's amazing that's pretty cool so yeah definitely uh definitely head over to kickstarter and check that out very cool Okay, cool. Well, then, uh, if you're going to save your other one, then I'll talk about mine real quick. Um, there's tons of Kickstarters going on right now for 5e. We've got another batch come through, and there's one that is going to sound very similar um, to something we've been talking about a lot here. Someone, uh, I'll pull up their name here, but Tony Casper has put out a product called the Cosmic Dragon Breviary, a, comp- a draconic compendium for 5e. Um, what should I say about this? Everything that I've talked about for, uh, rare dragons looks like it's kind of going to play into this one as well. Um, he's focusing very much on cosmic dragons, which he's calling the neutral, the neutral dragons. I think that's a cool wheelhouse to play in. And, um, so you're getting a very specific product where rare dragons was very bizarro. Um, Really good art. Uh, basically, 22 new monsters, uh, new race, two new subclasses, 11 new magic items. Um, here's the real kicker, though. Um, the paperback version, you can get for 10 bucks. Um, I don't know how big this book is going to be. Uh, my suspicion is, based on what I'm seeing... Well, here he is. 150 pages. $10 for 150 pages, y'all. Just just go do it. Um, the artwork <laughs> looks really good. Uh, assuming assuming that uh, and it's already funded, so assuming that this guy knows what he's doing, this should be a no-brainer. Um, and you can get a really cool limited edition uh, Kickstarter cover for 15 bucks. That is really cool. It has a, a black dragon on the front and a black cover. Um that's very evocative. I really like that as well. Um, I don't know that there's any more to say about it. You should you should go buy it. Um, it's worth the risk. <clears throat> and, and did you? I, I must. I might have missed it. But did you mention the fact that you can get a free copy on them mm. to decide if you want to back it? Yeah, they're handing out the uh, the uh, PDF, PDF for, free. for free. Just go. Yeah. Just go run over there and look at it like that's the other thing is this book is already done um it's hey, shipped in november don't yeah. don't take that pdf and don't at least give that two bucks what he's asking mm. it says it says if you want to chip a few bucks in at the two dollar level and get the free pdf again if you don't have it that's completely understandable but don't just go take this guy's hard work it looks like he's going to give you a crazy amount for Ten bucks. Yeah, no doubt. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. There's, listen, we're 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 just scraping the surface of what there is on Kickstarter right now. You should just go start browsing, and you're gonna find more and more and more, um, and you're gonna walk away with no money. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> Troy, there's somebody else. Hasbro's asking for some of our hard-earned cash. Hasbro is asking for some of those. So for for all you. Uh, youngins out there um there was a gateway drug uh in the late 80s called hero quest yeah a lot of a lot of people came into the hobby from this game and it was originally um uh, like a partnership with uh with games workshop so that they did all the miniatures but it is it's a it's a board game uh 
this new version it's got over 70 miniatures and we're talking uh characters monsters doorways treasure chests bookshelves uh a cool uh, board to play on cards dice all this stuff and also uh if you if you pledge at the uh the high tier you get they're they're redoing two of their famous or their their favorite uh expansions from back in the day let me uh it is keller's keep and return of the witch lord and that is at the mythic tier and uh i i believe this is part of uh hasbro's marketing campaign they're going to start production on this thing when they reach a million dollars in pre-order which they're already at eight hundred thousand so they're going to start here pretty pretty soon. Um, it also comes with... Uh, they're going to unlock the Mentor, uh, who is like a, is, is a character in the game, the Witch Lord, and they've got a special mini that you can get, uh, a, a special character called Ragnar. And uh, yeah, Sir Ragnar is available. The character minis are... Your, your standard barbarian, dwarf, elf, wizard. But you get a male and female version of each. Hmm. That's cool. So, so that's, that's pretty. And that's as cool as those minis. minis were back in the day, the, these minis look a lot better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to get, you know, a and d fix, but uh, you don't have the time, you can, you can throw this game down and uh throw the minis and terrain down and run through a scenario in about an hour and a half or so and the cool part is you can take the minis and the terrain and put them in your D D game it's uh it's, it's quite a bit of minis now there a lot of those are terrain pieces but if you like terrain if you like like doors and chests and tables and things like that um then you're gonna like this um don't buy it expecting 70 miniature like like character minis because um, yeah. you're not getting that but but i like the sculpts on everything and there's like there's a sorcerer's table and things that i i think yeah. it would be fun to have so yeah i and i in hero quest was one of those games that you, you you got in your big box stores um so a lot of kids that had never seen or heard of D came across this game in their their targets and places like that and snatch it up. And it's one of those things that you would play for hours, you know, summer break hits at school, you're with your friends and you're, you're pulling out the barbarian and the dwarf and you're going to town, uh, hacking up (laughs) zombies and mummies and getting treasure and, uh, getting nailed with traps and all kinds of stuff. And this (laughs) brought a lot of people into the role-playing game hobby. And, I am, and they've been old. You know, the fans have been clamoring for this for years. They've got people that uh, rebuild Hero Quest games, hmm. and and so if you want to buy, find one of the old ones, you're talking like a couple hundred bucks on eBay. Uh, so, wow! Oh man! Well, that's cool. Yeah, this so is you- a nostalgia piece, definitely. Nostalgia piece and hopefully brings new people into the hobby. Um, you can find that on Hasbro Pulse. There'll be a sh- link in the show notes. Um, that's definitely something we haven't talked about before at a, a website that we're sending you for the first time. Um, yeah, so, something new. Okay. So that was dessert. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get into our dinner topic of the evening. Back to D&D celebration. Um, and again, we're going to do free form a little bit here. Um there's no way that we can cover all of the different um, stories and moments that came up. But, Tom, let's start with you, uh, if, if we could. What is your fav- What was your favorite moment to come out of the show this weekend? Oh, there was a lot. Um, my favorite was the... Discord. Ti- I think my... F- well, Discord. <laughs> Discord got me good. Uh, Discord really, uh, really blew it for me. I mean, we've we've been pretty good. Me, me and Discord have been good friends, but this weekend it it ruined an entire table for me. But that's okay; it happens. Um, 
best thing that came out of this weekend was playing in Icewind Dale. I really like playing in Icewind Dale. Um, I'm very comfortable with Icewind Dale because I've read a lot of the books. So when players wanted to, uh, it's like Troy and Eberron. When players wanted to do something, I could sort of play <laughs> around a little bit more. Um, the f- favorite time this weekend is when my players completely ignored me. And I was giving, <laughs> if people don't know, AL games are pretty linear. Yeah. <clears throat> which is okay. It ha- They have to be because you have to jump in and out and you have to be able to pick back up in another session with somebody else. <laughs> Let's, before so, you get too much farther here, let me let let's do this. From this point on, spoilers. Ah, uh, yes. Let's turn oh, it yeah. up. Let's spoilers. turn it up. Let's let's okay. turn turn the meter on um mm-hmm. because I think that's going to make us be able to give the full context of some of these stories a little bit easier. And I, I think the yeah. context of the story that you're about to tell is better if you if you can say the words. Oh, it's better if I can <laughs> say, say the, the words. words. Yeah. <laughs> so we're allowed to do full-blown spoilers at this uh, point. So I think so, yeah. Spoilers yeah. Okay. for Icewind Dale AL mod or... Ice Road Trackers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And probably so. for Ten One and the Epic as well, so... yeah. By the time we're so, done through this, yeah. Go ahead. My my party was sent to find a cave for Mother Tusk, who is a 10-foot walrus. An awoken walrus. Yes. She sends you out with an owl named Ollie, who tells you what to do. But she also, Ollie the owl, also is remarked to be unbelievably sort of spoiled and cocky. Yeah. And you're sent out to find this cave of evil. And uh, you head out of the woods. And on the way to the cave, you find ten or two guardsmen who have been mauled by an owlbear. And throughout the beginning of Ice Road Trackers, the first three sections, they keep mentioning this owlbear on the loose. Unfortunately, this owlbear is one of the big bosses in travel form. So um, it's not meant to be fought at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. And they to the point that there's no stat block so far for it in AL. And you head, uh, you're supposed to head, you're supposed to look at these uh, bodies, examine the bodies, find the stuff on the bodies. And head towards the cave. My players find the bodies, look at the bodies, examine the stuff, and say, this this atrocity cannot stand. We cannot let these bodies go. Um, We have to find retribution for these poor, innocent guards. (laughs) We must go after this owlbear. Oh, no. While Ollie says... No, don't do that. Mother Tusk is looking for you to clear the cave. <laughs> this is where the story goes. This is this is how we wrap up in an hour. No, don't no, don't do that. There's bad things in the forest. Hey jerks, don't go that way. It's bad. <laughs> so while they're investigating, I just kept having this owl, and they're just completely ignoring me. Not just to the point where like, oh, he's saying there's something bad that way. Just like I don't like I'm not talking. And so they send their owl. They send their owl up into the sky to look for tracks from this thing. This the familiar. Somebody the had familiar. a familiar that was now yeah. right. Okay. And to before we get too far, the best part about this story is the party makeup was two druids, one wizard, one warlock, and two rogues. Yes. So they head off. They had a combined direction. hit point count of like 12. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are all level one or two. <laughs> and they head off towards this owlbear, which it, even in a normal owlbear is a hard fight for that CR. Yeah. They get to the woods and they see this owlbear and they're like, well, we're going to roll stealth. So they all roll stealth, and they do a decent job, of course, because none of them are wearing plate mail armor because there's no fighters. <laughs> none of them. 
So they do a good job. And I'm like, well, okay, cool. What's your plan? They're like, we're going to sneak around and then we're all going to attack it at once. And that's when Ollie shows back up and goes, don't do that. It's bad choice. (laughs) That thing looks evil. (laughs) And so they ask me, they're like, how bad does it look after that fight? I'm like, well, it's covered in blood, but not its own. And they're like, okay, cool. We attack. (sighs) And they attack. And they're like, well, we'll have the two druids run up with Shillelagh and we'll cast a fog cloud around them. So it's a disadvantage to hit them. Well, I'm trying to find. So I before they even run in, I describe the owlbear as huge, not large. Try, whatever I can possibly do to tell them this isn't where they want to be. <laughs> I, at the, and at this point, I'm completely making up a whole new module. Yeah. None of this mm-hmm. is in the story. Mm hmm. And I say, okay, cool. It's big. It's giant. It's described in the module as a, a large black feathered owlbear. So I pump it up and, and I know it can't die because this, this demigod is a big part of the whole Icewind Dale campaign. And that's what this is rumored to be is her travel form. Yeah. And so they go in there and they hit it with the clubs and they are doing damage to it, but they're doing, they're like, Oh, that's so awesome. We did 30 damage in one round to it. Yay. And then they get a second, almost full round on it because she rolled real low and they're like, we've done 40 rounds. They're like, is it bloody? And I'm like, no. Time to go. I'm literally thinking it can't die. I can't let it die. And so the owlbear swings, and the first swing, it takes somebody from full health to dead dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very oh, first okay. attack. They're like, was that with disadvantage? I'm like, yes, yeah, she gets plus nine to hit. And they're like, what? <laughs> She's like, they can barely miss me. I only told oh. you. <laughs> And they, at this point, actually, they look back for Ollie, and Ollie is gone. Ollie's uh, like, Ollie's like, yep. peace. <laughs> so the next hit, it, the two druids are up in its face because they have no frontline fighters. That's always a and good plan. The <laughs> next attack, literally, they had two attacks at a round. The next attack puts the other druid down as well, not dead, but down. And they both just look, the two druids look at each other on the camera, and they're just like, what are we going to do? And they're like, I guess we're going to try to fight it. Oh my gosh. And their bodies are dead in a fog cloud at this point. And no one knows they're dead. (laughs) And it went on. It went on for four Uh... more rounds of this thing just rampaging around. Hey, that's a solid MP. success. That is a solid. They lasted four rounds. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> very good. Good job. That's that's what happens when you have warlocks spread around the campsite at 120 feet apiece. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and this thing is just munching on people. Oh my god! And so what I did is the so I killed them all, and uh, basically rubbed it in their face for the last 20 minutes I had them. <laughs> And then uh, I, I said that I did a cutscene. So when I ended, I just did the cutscene from above the trees looking down. You just see all these body parts sprayed around the clearing and Ollie floating through the trees, just circling. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. And then she heads back towards Mother Tusk. Um. And so my next group, I ran the same adventure. So I ran the last slot of the day, which is a makeup slot. Yeah. And they're walking through the woods. The new party's walking through the woods. No, I ran number three, I'm sorry, where you have to go visit the tribe. Yeah. And they're walking through the woods, and uh, they see all these scattered body parts around. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Rude. (laughs) Rude. It wasn't the same players, unfortunately, but the other players are like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? I'm like, I don't know. There's rumors of an owlbear. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what happened here. Bad life choices. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to ask the previous group. Uh, So that's that's amazing. Uh, 
That's Troy, awesome. you also ran everything. We talked about that before. You you had the most forms, feedback right. forms turned in because you ran everything and then volunteered for the late night Aussie slots. Oh my yes. gosh. So talk to us about your favorite moment of the con. Oh man, there's there's so there's so many cool things. Um I I've got two really awesome things that kind of came together. Um the first one uh the, the cool thing about the way these uh online events are, are happening is it's giving the opportunity for the players to contact us DMs before the event starts. And they can ask us questions and 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 uh kind of get to know us a little bit, we can get to know them, get things ready, that that kind of thing. I had one of the players say, hey, we have an idea. Um, we want to run it past you. We were, the three of us are playing Cobalt. It's like, okay. And we want to be three Cobalts in a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, Okay. Uh, are you trying? So you're trying to pass yourself off as like a dragonborn or something? Oh no, the top kobold has a disguise kit, and we're trying to be a human. <laughs> it's like I I don't see how this could go bad. <laughs> so uh, I've got six people at the table, or at you know the the virtual table, and there's there's only four tokens on the board. And it's like it's it's perfect for cobalt because it's kind of like you, when you think of cobalt, you, you know they're not they're not terribly bright most of the time. They're a little on the chaotic side. I resent little, that. Little little, little scattered <laughs> sometimes. You resemble that more like it. But they kind of <laughs> they kind of forget that. There's three of them trying to pass themselves off as Hubert Mann or <laughs> Hugh to his friends. <laughs> and so they're they're all talking all the time. And so I keep describing how uh, to the other the other players like, so you hear this voice and it's and it's coming out of Hugh's navel <laughs> for some strange reason. He must be some kind of a circus performer. That does ventriloquism, and yeah, it was it was an absolute uh, chaotic and hilarious mess the whole way through. And they're like walking around, and, and of course, they're like they look like they're drunk all the time because it's three kobolds on each other's shoulders, just kind of like bobbling, bobbling <laughs> around uh, with oh, with twigs for arms and hands. Because the cobalt arms aren't long enough to reach down through all the, the coat. That's awesome. And, and, yeah, in the combats, it's like a wand comes out of the middle of the coat. Zap, zap, zap. You know, and oh, it was absolutely bizarre and hilarious. And did you did you force them to only have the movement speed of like twenty or whatever yep. a cobalt is? Yep. And and only one, only only the bottom cobalt got to roll initiative. <laughs> Because they they all had to go on his, because mm-hmm. he's running and it's like, and he would like you know pop open the trench coat to see where he's going, <laughs> so he'd run around. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It was, That's it's so fantastic. good. Yeah. That's beautiful. I uh, I had a group with five kobolds this weekend. They didn't <gasps> hang out. They didn't hang out in a trench coat, but. It was five cobalts. It was a lot of fun oh too. Gosh. That would have been That's a big so trench fun. coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out! Shout out to my boy Gix that I smashed on some rocks. <laughs> oh. Man, you you tear him apart with an owlberry. You smash a cobalt on some rocks. Jeez, Catherine, I'm gonna sh- shake it up a little bit for you. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Turning turning it over to your discussion. Um, what was your favorite mod to run, and what was your favorite what was your favorite moment about it? Or your favorite part of a mod, because we kind of ran different parts at different times, so. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, well, I would say that, um, 
gosh, my favorite part of a mod. So this goes against uh, what I normally would kind of have said in the context of this group. Um, but I think my favorite moment was when, um, was when, <laughs> my favorite moment was when somebody invested in, okay, so we have to talk about sidekicks. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Troy's already I can, laughing. I can see where this is going already. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in, I, I really, really liked, um, this 10-1, the Frozen North. Um, I normally am not a super, like, yes, horror, like, person. Um, but I really liked how this was set up because of this sidekicks thing. Um, there were three members that, there were three non-PC members of the party, basically. And it was cool. It, it did a few things. Um, it helped with tension building. Uh, <laughs> because, again, spoilers. Because as the mod goes along, there are less and less surviving non-PC members of the caravan. Um, but the other thing is, like, it gave the players people that they could interact with and roleplay with and um, build their characters off of. Um, which was really cool. Uh, but then, of course, nearly inevitably, uh, there would be a PC that it got attached to one of the sidekicks. And, um, like, when I played through with Zach DMing, that was me. I was the PC that got attached. Uh, <laughs> rip Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I think one of my favorite moments was when, um, the owl bear stabs through and carries off one of the NPCs uh, because it's just such a shocking moment. Um, and people, people were forgetting to expect it at that particular beat. Oh yeah. It's very, it's a very, very well-placed. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And, um, it was cool because this one particular group, it was, there was just the level of investment was so cool. Like the paladin immediately like took off into the snow and like charged after. And like they afterwards, when I said that he found her like amulet, because that particular spellcaster happened to be a healer uh, based on the DM from before. So uh, they were like, Oh, I found her amulet and stuff. And they were like, what God did she worship? And, you know, what what can we do? And you know, so I made stuff up like, oh, uh, she worships Saloon uh, <laughs> and stuff. So I am I am super sure that the next DM got a group of players who was like, we have this Saloonite amulet and we need to get it to a temple and you know, like getting to oh. carry. Yeah, what? Well, go That's ahead. Somebody oh. else is important. That's. Nobody ever deals with that. So, so <laughs> that reminds me, <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, that story is, I love those NPCs for the same reason. I, in that same module, there are moments though, where you can get weird, weird results. Um, <laughs> uh, there is a part of the module where they're supposed to walk up on someone who is frozen, drinking a potion. And that's where they get the loot for that mod is looting this frozen body, right? Well, I get I I pack. Um, they're supposed to fight some elemental owls right before that that are like made of snow and ice. So instead of the body being frozen, I have it to where when you kill the owls, they 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 you know they break apart into snow and ice at the end, and body parts fall out of them. Um. As part of the, because because they're made by the same thing that's doing all the ritual things with all the body parts. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they just that was part of the ritual to make these owls. Was it required these pieces, right? <laughs> um, so 
uh, it'll rain body parts if you shoot the owls out of the air. It's like, there's an arm, there's a leg, there's an arm, there's a leg, whatever. Uh, and that's where they get the loot now. <laughs> Instead of that, they they loot. How they go convenient. over and look at the body parts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's not disturbing at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of oh, the I have another favorite. Go ahead. So, real quick, real quick. Uh, yes, one of yes, the one, one of the uh, the items that you're supposed to get is a sapphire, uh, a silver ring set with a sapphire. Um, and somehow divide that up between the party members to get a hundred gold each, whatever, or twenty gold each, or whatever, right? Um, but that's how they get the money. And so I like, oh, you find this sapphire gem set in a silver ring, yada yada. Well, uh, what markings are on it? What what hand is it attached to? What can we tell about the person based on the hand? I'm like, uh, it's a dwarf. <laughs> As a dwarf, um, that's about all you can tell because it's just a hand. Um, you, you're not going to get much. And they're like, well, what's the ring have on it? Like, what's, what's what it's assembles? I'm like, well, it's all in dwarven. It's dwarven runes. And they're like, oh, I speak dwarven. What's uh, <laughs> what, what's what's oh, the rune crap. say? And I'm like, uh, it's um, uh, it's Mithril Hall. It's the icon of Mithril Hall is, is set on this ring. I'm just pulling stuff out, right? Just trying desperately to stay one step ahead of these people and their questions. And they're like... <laughs> Oh, okay. So, like, uh, uh, Mithril, uh, Mithril Hall. Oh, I know where that, that's here in Icewind Dale. Uh, and I'm like, well, it's it's in the north ish, whatever. I don't know. It's been a long time since those books, but sure, uh, it's nearby ish. Um, <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, um, I I put it in. I'll, I'll hold on to it. Is it magical? And I'm like, well, you, you don't really know. Well, we'll t- t- cast a tech magic on it. We'll burn a spell slot. So they burned a spell slot. Uh, they, I'm like, it's definitely not magical. Um, they're like, well, I'm going to put this in my pocket cause, um, uh, we got to return this. Oh, cool. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, sure. You can put it in your pocket. Just make sure that somehow at the end of this, all of you have 20 gold each. Cause this is where you're getting your loot for your money from. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, so, uh, like what else can we learn about it? Like what, like who can we talk to? Who can we research to find more about this ring and who it might belong to? I'm like, all right, this is me stepping outside of the mod for half a minute to say, this ring is just loot. (laughs) 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 Not don't like, I'm like, please don't take this ring and carry it with you into other mods expecting something to happen with this is this is a red this the sapphire ring is a red herring um you've made too many you've made you've said too many words already that's not your responsibility that's somebody else's responsibility well true but they were super invested in it i was like you can be super invested but just know that you're going to help you're going to have to help facilitate this story with your DM. There's not going to be mm-hmm. a story that just kind of manifests itself. That's uh, how you get I, dead people in the mouth of an owlbear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would love to see that next table. Yeah, and and, uh, and I have the I have the ring. <laughs> exactly. I, I put the <laughs> ring into the slot of the door. Um, what happens? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And then they start making stuff up, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the adventure, you have this like super powerful ring. Yeah. yeah. Somehow the fun. ring of winter escapes Cholt, and now my first level, my my tier one <laughs> people have it. Oh crap! <laughs> We've got to talk about before we end. I mean, we still got a little bit of time here, but I got we got to talk about um, some of our favorite players, Troy, before uh, <laughs> before we end this podcast. Um, there is a family of folks who got to play at D and D live with Troy, and um, uh, what what is what did what did they decide the ice road trackers is supposed to be called ass ramps and ass ramps and super zombies? Yeah, yeah. So if you remember that, <laughs> this group ended up at one of my tables, uh, my last table of the con, um, this weekend, and uh, a dad and a mom and uh, their daughter playing the last part of the of the horror mod um where they do fight an owlbear at first or second level um that is uh quite a bit more powerful than a regular owlbear has legendary actions and things 
um, they were ready. They, uh, I think they listened to the podcast. Shout out to, uh, to y'all. They do. Shout, hey guys. shout out to the Georges. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey guys. That was a lot of fun. Um, we had a neck. We were you basically are raiding a necromancer's crypt, trying to find a way out, and the out you fight the owlbear in the middle of it. Um, we had a necromancer in our party, uh, and so it became an opportunity for me to just dump lore on this hour-long mod because this necromancer wanted to know everything about everything. Um, So we got to talk all about all sorts of things where necromancers reside in Icewind Dale and the Netheril Empire and uh, the Crystal Shard and everything. Um, But I gotta say, it was a really fun time. Uh, That was my favorite. That was my favorite mod. And that's my favorite table, so it kind of coincides together. My f- my favorite moment was that family and the other players uh, taking on that owlbear. And uh, right out the gate, the owlbear punches through the ice, runs over to the mom with their legendary action. And then immediately, first hit of the, of the, of the combat on the owl- for the owlbear... Drops the mom, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then takes a legendary action to go run to the dad's uh, uh, ranger cobalt, oh, and uh, two rounds later he's down. Um, the, la- the the end results of that uh, were were a nail biter, and we talked about this uh, in a previous episode or maybe an ep- upcoming episode, depending on how it is. But nail biters are always the best, and this yeah, one with no screens, with no screens, uh huh. Well, there was no screens on this one, uh, mm. and it almost it almost had a total party wipe. Um, long story short, uh, it ended up being just the uh, daughter's barbarian character left fighting off this owlbear and managed to uh, to beat it down at the last moment, which was really exciting. And um, uh, they thought it was over. They thought that was the end. Uh, surely it could not get more stressful until, and, and she said something like, well, I'll go heal up everybody. I'm like, hang on a minute. You're a barbarian. Who has healing potions? We got to do this round by round. Everybody has to make death saves because oh, you can gosh. only heal one person per round. Oh, no. So it takes a potion, <laughs> a whole action to use a potion. So who's your favorite companion and oh, who's your no. least favorite companion? And we got to put a ranking to this and you can heal them based on that. <laughs> uh, and so that was a really fun moment to watch her have to decide that her dad was her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You That's know, great. you realize you realize he's now getting beaten again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was delightful. Well, I guess I'll save Dad, and then I guess I'll go over and save Mom, and then and then everybody else, or however it ended up being. It was that was a fun way to end it. Uh, everybody lived. The necromancer almost died. They crit failed on one of their uh, death saves, and uh, it it could have been could have been bad but that would have been an appropriate end for a necromancer to die in in their peers crypt right that's uh, true uh that's anyhow wonderful. that was really fun and uh <laughs> yeah the georges you were great um i would love to run for you again and um if if at all possible you guys need to make it out to a convention that we're at sometime next year whenever oh, yeah. and come play I the whole weekend i want to meet you guys <laughs> we'll buy they we'll are buy the first drinks yeah, we also had just a quick <laughs> shout out. Um, some of our people from the Drifters Atlas stream made their way to an Adventures League convention for the very first time ever. Very first time playing Adventures League, Athros, and there I think there was somebody else. Um, but we definitely saw a ton of new AL people at this convention, which is really exciting. Um, yes, and uh, it was really great to get to play uh, Athros. Uh, is a is a individual from an international. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Um, so they are probably never going to get to come to a con and play with us. So these are the sorts of things that let us connect. Yeah. Um, so that's that's always special. We didn't talk about that last time, but we had people from everywhere, 
Yeah. It was so cool. It this pans into my favorite players. Um, so I might take the reins for a yeah, second do it. here. Take um, it. Yeah. So there was one um, side sidebar. Uh, Troy mentioned earlier that it was uh, a thing that he really liked that players could message us beforehand. Um, I think I would enjoy it more if I had more uh, time within the mod to work in all of these backstories that people are coming with me to a month beforehand. Because I see it, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But then, of course, when you get to the mod, there's almost no time most of the time. Um, But anyway, that aside, that's just just an AL thing. Um, And it's neither here nor there. Uh, one of the first people who contacted me was somebody from Denmark, and he was like, "Hey, we got. A, I have a whole group of friends. Like, I've got. There's, there's like five of us Danes who wanna, wanna be in. Who are gonna be in one of your tables?" And I was like, "Oh, cool. You know, a friend group. Awesome." Um, and so I, you know, take my break in between the slots, and then I come back and I turn on my video, and I'm texting them. I'm like, "Hey, I'm going. Coming upstairs. I'm almost ready." Um, and I sit down and I turn on my, the video chat and all five of them have decided to run around their house and find the most ridiculous items that they possibly can wear and put them all on and just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got pranked by my players and that was, that was a very fun time. That's pretty great. Um, Cool. Yeah. They were a fun group the whole way through. And there was one guy who would, like, get really excited and would, whatever initiative was rolled, he would, like, pick up this big, like, sword that he just has at his house and just hold it. Like, mm. the whole combat. That makes it was, sense. It was fun. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a Dane. I just have a sword laying around my house. Here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not yeah. Shout out to you guys. Hey, friends. <laughs> uh, You're awesome. Go so- ahead. I, I would like to shout out to all my new friends from Poland, Austria, Finland, um, the the UK, Spain, everybody that came across my table. It was awesome. And to my good buddy uh, from Down Under, uh, Craig, who got to play at two of my tables this week. I nice. met him at D&D Live as well, and he somehow found me. And it leads into a, a rather uh, happy accident story uh another player at said table contacts me and he goes hey i have an idea and i don't know how it's going to work if you want to if you don't want me to do it i won't do it i want to be a prisoner this this being transported on this caravan oh and uh i'm like okay so you know what did you do well i killed my <laughs> commanding officer in the guard but <gasps> he was do- he was doing bad stuff but nobody knew he was doing bad stuff so i you know, I killed him, and it didn't look good because you know I didn't tell anybody. So I'm, so they're taking me up to Icewind Dale for a trial, and you know, my guard is there, and I'm thinking I'm probably going to have to have to kill him, or or, or if, if he dies in the avalanche, I'm going to assume his identity or whatever. Because spoiler alert. In the uh, description on the ticket, it says there's an avalanche. <laughs> Gee, way to way to oh. let the players know. Anyway, oh. that's so, why everybody. Okay. Yeah, that's why everybody knew that there was an avalanche. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is cool, and I know that Craig is going to be playing in this uh, slot with this guy, and I assumed that Craig was going to play his dwarf Helmsworth that he played before. And I figured, okay, Helmsworth could probably be this guy's guard going forward. Mm-hmm. We get to the table, everybody shows up, and I'm like, all right, you know, and uh, Craig, you played Helmsworth? He's like, no. Uh, Helmsworth, I, I leveled him up. He's now a third level, can't play. So I've got a new guy. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so who are you this time? He, he is a a faction agent of the Lord's Alliance. He is a, he was a detective in one of the, one of the cities on the sword coast being sent to uh, Icewind Dale for some reason. So he's a lawman. Ooh. And I'm like, he's like telling me this and I'm just kind of like looking at him like, 
oh, this is perfect. And the other guy is looking at me like, you know, through the video, like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so he gets done and he's like, okay, and introduce your character. And he's like, wow, um, Craig, we might know each other and here's why. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's perfect. So they played that role the whole time, you know, the whole time. Don't make me regret taking your cuffs off, boy. You know, stuff like that. And, you know, it gave him a sword. It's like, and they were both dwarves. You know, so it was kind of like uh, that whole that's you know, cool. dwarf friendship. That's so fun. That, that same guy uh, messaged me yesterday on Discord. Say, hey, I got to know. Did you tell Craig about this? And that's why he made that character. And I'm like, nope. Had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I wanted to see it play out with Helmsworth. And here he shows up with this brand new lawman character. And I'm just like, this is perfect. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and let it go. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it was it was awesome. So, Craig, thank you. Caleb, that was awesome. Uh, and I look forward to rolling some dice with all you guys again. Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, y'all. Um, there's there's too many still in the can to talk about and too little time to do it. Um, I think we should end this. By talking about our our what we think might be upcoming, can can I take two seconds to tell you about my favorite character? I promise it'll be oh, less than a go minute. Go for it! Go for it! Go for it! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my favorite player was one of those five kobolds we talked about. Yes, his name was Gix. G G I K or G I K Gick. That's what it was, and um, all he wanted to do was be taller. <laughs> so the first half of the game, he just kept yelling to all his friends, which were also kobolds, and to the people they saved in the avalanche, Gick up, Gick up, Gick up. <laughs> like, pick up, but Gick up. <laughs> and so we got to the elemental owls. Oh, no. And Gick got picked up. <laughs> So the elemental owls come, and the first thing I... So Gick sees them first through the mist. And I'm like, you see the owl, and he's like, I bow and cower. Because it's a kobold. And the owl comes up, and he looks at him and turns his head. I make the owl like walk up. And he's like, good birdie. And he's grabbed. Snatched. <laughs> and he's taken 60 feet up in the air. Oh, and dropped. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's, uh, the barbarian kobold is like, I'm going to try to catch him. <laughs> and so I made the dead body of Gix hit the kobold and smush him into the snow. <laughs> they healed him. Gix wasn't permanent dead, but Gix hit the ground and took 25 points of damage or something. It's amazing. Love it. But Gix is like, Gix up, Gix up, Gix up. <laughs> and, and okay, Gix, Gix up. Gix is up. <laughs> Jeez. So, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. They were all role playing with like cobalt voices and oh, uh, the gosh. dumb one the dumb ones were so all uh, like the barbarian and the fighter were all like super dumb. And there was a cobalt wizard and he was like super smart trying to keep them all together. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's worse than herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, hey, um, people might be turning in wanting to know when uh, the next convention that they could play with us or play in general is. Um, nothing is official yet, but I saw it being posted about in in public forums that there is rumors of a convention upcoming in October. Um, some of us will be running games at Gamehole Con in November, just a few. Um, so you can definitely sign up for that one. Uh, that's typically a really good time. Um, and then, uh, so there should be opportunities in both October and November to, to play D and D to play AL. Um, uh, so just keep an eye on our Facebook pages and we'll let you know as soon as we do, uh, how best to make that happen. And, uh, I think we'll be putting a, a, a link maybe to the Baldwin games, discord server, the Baldwin games player, Players mm-hmm. Discord server uh, somewhere, so you guys can uh, go there, join up, and uh, all the Baldwin Games news that you could ever want, and make make sure you uh, offer to uh, 
give Dave a virtual beer and cookies. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Do, yeah. Do you like Discord servers? Then I've got the place for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out. Thanks for doing another part to this sucker. Um, don't know when the next con exactly will be, so I don't know when the next one of these will be, but you'll get at least one more before the end of the year. Okay. Um, so, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Catherine. Uh, definitely go check out our Facebook page, check out our Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Have a good game, everybody. Bye, guys.